Welcome to Jersey Guy Sports, our sports talk home for the Yanks, the Giants, the Rangers, and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And I'm your host, Don. I want to thank you for listening today. Today, I'm going to be talking about the New York Yankees, Hal and Cashman sounding friggin' tone deaf and defiant in the latest Yankee offseason debacle. So let's go ahead and get started. So Monday at the GM meetings, Brian Cashman, the general manager of the New York Yankees, and Hal Steinbrenner, the majority owner, addressed the media, and maybe they should have friggin' stayed home. Their discussion really only further angered Yankee fans and fucking angered me, I'll tell you that, as Cashman seemed like a man who thought he did nothing wrong and didn't really even seem the least bit contrite or self-aware of anything he did. It's like a little kid that creates a giant mess in the living room and then blames the dog or something, right? He didn't seem self-aware in the least bit. There was no contrition. Hal Steinbrenner, he seemed utterly clueless, and he seems like a man incapable of making any tough decisions to improve the team. And that's nothing new, guys, right? And if you paid attention to the Yankees and Hal, you know he's a completely different man than his father was. And you know that George Steinbrenner would have fired Boone and Cashman nine times over with the latest debacle over the latest, say, decade, 10 years or so. The Yanks have always been, for the last, say, 10 years, good, but not good enough, right? And George Steinbrenner would not have ever put up with that. Hal is perfectly fine to put up with that. Whatever words you hear coming out of Hal's mouth, You have to know he cares more about being good to Cashman and the Yanks, quote-unquote, being good than he does about winning championships. Being good, reaching the playoffs, is not the Yankee fan's dream. It's not what our goal is. It is not what the Yankees' brass and management should be striving for. Defending teams that make the playoffs is not – it's a sign that you're clueless, that you're not tuned in – and you're not at all prepared to make the changes necessary to win a championship in New York. And he seemed clueless. How, and I'm not going to go through every idiotic thing both of these morons said, but one of the things in particular, Hal said Andy Pettit and Nick Swisher helped him decide to keep Boone. I mean, how many fucking teams have Andy Pettit and Nick Swisher run exactly, right? Instead of actually making realistic decisions and talking to actual baseball brain trusts, you know, ones that don't include Brian Cashman, Andy Pettit and Nick Swisher told him to keep Boone. He said the current analytics team, who in my mind, in just about everyone's mind, seems responsible for much of the decision-making around the New York Yankees. The current analytics team is sticking around. One quote from him was, look, Analytics has taken a lot of heat, not justified in my opinion. That's what he said. Those are that's his quote. And, and it's tone deaf. It feels like it feels like he's tuned out. He's not really capable of parsing information in the correct way. He he's I'm sure got <laughs> Brian Cashman in one ear spouting all kinds of horseshit. And just he's eating it up. He's been friends with Brian Cashman forever. And it seems like he's incapable of parting ways and taking advice from other people. And it's this echo chamber of advice that is 
the death of the Yankees, right? And you guys know, an, an echo chamber, and everyone's familiar with this, right? It's, say you're on Facebook or Twitter, right? Your Facebook friends and your Facebook groups are going to be people that agree with you and have the same thoughts and feelings that you do. And so you people tend to surround themselves with people of like minds, right? And that's an echo chamber. And so what that creates is a feeling that, you get along with everyone and that your decisions are right. Cause you say something, everyone in the group supports it. Yeah, this has got to be the right thing. But what happens is you're not seeing any outside influences. You're only interacting with like-minded people. So of course you're not going to think you're wrong and you're not going to get any kind of critical feedback because you're not taking into account other points of view. You see this with, you know, you watch certain TV shows or you're a certain political bias or whatever you know you don't see other views because you're only watching people who agree with you and that's a big problem a with Hal and b with cashman they're not surrounding themselves with diverse points of view in a baseball sense and it is fucking killing the yanks because they're sitting here in their own little echo chamber defending some of the worst fucking moves i've ever seen in my life and you should see what the, the shit that they were defending in this press conference. And it makes you want to bang your head. And you have to know that comes from being in an echo chamber where you're not taking any other points of view. The current analytics team, by the way, you know, you might have heard there's going to be an audit, an, a quote unquote outside audit, which, you know, sounded great, you know, a couple months ago when, you know, the Yanks busted and fell over the finish line. And, you know, Hal said, there's going to be an outside audit, start to finish and blah, blah, blah. Turns out this fucking audit is going to take a whole year and that the company that the Yankees hired was recommended by the current analytics team. So this current analytics team, who is a fucking joke, has too much power, apparently is influencing all the wrong trades and decisions and, and, and positions and everything else. This is the team that recommends, this is the team that recommends the other auditing team to audit them. It's it's just unfathomable. The irony and the stupidity here is palpable. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. You cannot be that moronic to think that, you know, let's see. This particular team, think about if you ran a company, right? And there was a particular group in this company, some group small somewhere off in the corner. You know, they had a lot of power, right? But they're not directly influenced. You know, they're not part of the day-to-day uh, operations. But they have a lot of power and they're sitting in the corner, now, this group's been getting a lot of criticism and may not be performing well. And we need to hire someone to see how well they're doing. Well, what he did was go over to that group and say, which group should we hire to look at you? I mean, you've got to be fucking kidding me, right? The The irony is just unbelievable here. How it, it is just amazing. It has to be all part of this echo chamber of Yankee brain trust that doesn't take in any kind of actual outside advice which has to fucking happen. You know, and that's the, the irony of ironies here. The outside audit was supposed to be this advice, right? And even the outside audit is being influenced by the people who are the problem. So it's not really an outside audit, right? I mean, if you get hired by somebody as a company, are you going to be that critical of the particular group that hired you? No, you're going to be, you're going to find other things, you know, around there. It's going to be horseshit. It's a fucking clown show in the Bronx right now. And we have to start calling it the Bronx Zoo again. You guys might remember from the 70s, 80s, you know, with all the stuff with George Steinbrenner and the firings. It was the Bronx Zoo. And it was, it was a mess, you know, and there were problems then, too. But, 
boy, oh boy, at least it was all born out of a sense for George Steinbrenner that he wanted to win friggin' World Series. Nothing but a World Series championship mattered. And that is the furthest from the truth in his prodigy here. Now, Cashman, way worse than Hal in all this shit. Cashman, I just want to throw through a fucking wall. He defended his past trades for Joey Gallo, Sonny Gray, Frankie Montas. He defended them, right? He ripped an ex-player, you know, you might remember the minor league guy who brought to light the Yankees' ridiculous fucking minor league training that completely, completely de-emphasized making contact or getting base hits, things like that. Only exit velocity and home runs actually counted, right? You could only score a point, you know, if your exit velo was over 95. And I'm not going to go into it all, but basically it was everything you thought about the Yankees' minor league training, meaning that they don't care about, you know, striking out. Striking out had no bearing whatsoever. Getting a hit, if it wasn't 95 miles an hour, didn't matter. Hitting to the right side to move a runner over, didn't matter. Bunting, didn't matter. So this ex-player brought to light all this ridiculous stuff. Meanwhile, Cashman's ripping this guy in this press conference. The, the amazing amount of tone deafness from Cashman and spitting in the fucking face of Yankee fans drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I've gone from, you know, just being resigned and, and disliking Cashman to fucking hating this guy. I swear to God, he's spitting our fucking faces, and, and every Yankee fan should be disgusted by the display that Cashman put on there. Not only was he spitting in our faces, but he was un, unprofessional. He's, call, he's saying, fuck this, fuck that. He's calling this shit and bullshit. He's acting like a teenager on a street corner talking to these reporters. I think he's fucking lost it. Honestly, I think Brian Cashman has lost his shit at this point, right? He learned, we learned, by the way, that they brought Joey Gallo in partly because Odor said he could handle New York, right? So Odor, who was on the Yankees for all of four fucking months, right, apparently was the deciding factor or one of the big factors when they wanted to know if Joey Gallo, quote unquote, could handle New York. I have so many problems with this. It's unbelievable. I, I mean... First, just to address that, Odor, someone who's not even here, has not been a Yankee, has no idea what the fuck being a Yankee was at that point, would have no idea. Not that he should have any idea, or any other player should should know whether Joey Gallo could, could stay in New York. There's other decision makers that need to be part of that, but that's even in itself not part of it. And And I think it's all a matter of trying to distract from the fact that handling New York was never even really the issue for Gallo. <coughs> I, I, I don't know how this gets lost. Joey Gallo sucked balls before he came to the Yankees, while he was with the Yankees, and after he left the Yankees. So handling New York had nothing to fucking do with how bad Joey Gallo was. Before he got to the Yankees, Joey Gallo was the 11th worst hitter, regarding batting average, in the history of Major League Baseball, going back 100 years, like if you looked up, I believe it was 2,000 at-bats or something, right? So it's anyone that's played, what, four full seasons or something, right? So just a normal thing, right? For 2,000 at-bats or more, he had the 11th worst batting average in the history of Major League Baseball before he got to the New York Yankees. And that went down with his disgusting hitting. And he struck out all the time before he got to the New York Yankees. He did hit some homers, but he basically batted 209 for his career, struck out 200 times a year. Then they brought him to the Yankees. And then they're talking about handling New York. 
So this guy was absolutely the wrong kind of player for the Yanks anyway. And they're talking about Rugnet <laughs> Odor and, and handling New York. It is amazing. that the, the things that Cashman cannot see, there's such an amazing lack of self-awareness, right? And the overall lack of contrition on, on Cashman's part, it's just astounding to me. I can't get over the fact that after everything they've gone through, and and all the terrible years they've had, there's not even the least bit contrite to fans and say, look, you know what? We we messed up on a couple things. We clearly did. And, you know, we're going to change things up to do better. Instead, he basically got up there and said the opposite of all that. You know, injuries cause all this. You know, our process is great. You know, this is why we did this. This fucking bullshit. And he's saying these words. I'm not me. Right, he he's cursing, he's, he's defending, he's getting in reporters' faces. You got to be kidding me! You got to be kidding me! He called the Yankees pretty fucking good, quote unquote, in those words, cursing repeatedly to reporters. He really seems unhinged at this point. You know, maybe like I am now during this rant. He's un, as unhinged as me. Cashman's illogic, right? He, he's totally logical. It seems evident even to outsiders, and I think. Maybe Cashman lost his ability to see legitimate, constructive feedback, in part because after all of his disaster moves, he got deserved negative feedback, lots of it, from social media and other sources. There's signs in the stadium at the end of the year, fire Cashman. He's gotten so much negative feedback that I don't think now he has the ability to distinguish good, constructive feedback from just people calling him, you know, <laughs> a, a dipshit or something. Like, he... he doesn't have the ability to distinguish good feedback. Again, he's surrounding himself, as is Hal, with this little echo chamber of yes-men and do-gooders and people that are under the old regime and using the old, you know, methods of decision-making and talent assessment that he cannot make decisions and he cannot distinguish good constructive feedback where changes are needed from just people yelling at him. He blamed problems on injuries. Right after trading for injury prone people like Rodon, Josh Donaldson, Stanton, he traded for them, right? And others, right? And then when Donaldson, Rodon, and Stanton got hurt, he's blaming them in the media to reporters. Like, who fucking brought these players in? These players are injured, injured, injured. I traded for them. And you know what? The problem is they got injured. That was the problem. It's not that our metrics are bad. It's not that we brought the wrong players in. It's not that I did a bad job GMing. It's because these injury-prone players that I traded for got injured. Huh. That, interesting. That, that's really interesting, Brian. That, that's an excellent point. We definitely shouldn't blame you for that. It's just the illogic. You have to be a fucking moron to say things like that. Cashman essentially spit in the fans' faces. He's fucking spit in our faces. And I want to go spit in his face. I swear to God. The whole thing really bodes poorly for the 2024 season. It's so fucking depressing as, as a fan. I'm so pissed off. Cashman's basically assured himself that there will be a fire Cashman sign up pretty much every day in the entire 2024 season now. And I'm sorry, folks, 2024 is done. I mean, I said it once, Hal didn't fire Cashman and Boone again, you know, after the end of the year. And I say it every year, these guys are around because, because I know it to be true. I do. And this press conference only confirmed all of my bad thoughts and and he even managed to make him make me dislike him more, which I, I didn't know was possible. Now, again, come on. The Yanks are not going to be in last place. They're not going to be terrible. 
what's going to happen in 2024. The Yanks will be a pretty good team. They're certainly not going to be good enough to win a championship because Brian Cashman is not capable of properly assessing talent and Hal is not capable of making hard decisions and firing people. He's just not. And the combination of those two in their echo chamber results in this year over year after year Groundhog's Day of being pretty good, pretty good, just good enough not to tear it all down, right? And it's just not good enough, right? For Yankee fans, if you're listening, it's not good enough. I don't want to be pretty good, sneak into a wild card spot, lose in the first or second round. It's not good enough, Brian. It's not good enough, Hal. It's not. It's not good enough. Their incessant whining and defending of mediocrity is tone deaf and is belligerent. And Brian, your sorry ass needs to go. Now, as depressing as a Yankee fan... And now the Cashman has kind of spit in the eyes and spit in our faces. You know, hopefully, you know, he can do something to at least make it a pleasant watch in 2024. But I wouldn't I wouldn't hold your breath, fans. It's just enough is enough and I've had it. And that's it. Thanks for listening to Jersey Guy Sports. Please subscribe to the podcast. And tell your friends all about it. I'll be back soon with some more sports talk. Thanks and have a good day.